Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I'm thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We got a super cool sort of just like from zero to millions of dollars startup story that I know you guys are going to want to hear the thought process behind the strategies, the tactics, everything else like that. And uh, wait, is that? Yeah, here he is. He's riding into the studio right now. <laughs> the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom on his white noble steed. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> I was that into the introduction then when you went, wait, is that? I was thinking, what? what who is it? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, James? Anyway, great to be here, of course. Great to have you, my friend. Excited that your horse, did you like, you know, kind of groom the horse or why is, why is he looking so white and shiny today? Well, the horse and I will be glad you noticed. Yes, a little pampering has been taking place. <laughs> not so much for me. Well, I can't get, even get a haircut right now. <laughs> even if you did, I'm not sure it would help. But we'll focus oh, on the horse. And already in 60 seconds, I want to leave. Great. We're in yeah, for a good right. show. We're in for a good show. <laughs> so today we are joined by a founder of a company called CrossNet, created an entirely new game for people to play just on a really cool idea and took that idea and turned it into a multi-million dollar business, you know, big box stores around the, you know, in the entire U.S. And uh, we're excited to get into the conversation with none other than Chris Mead. Welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. Yeah, Happy good to have you, dude. So, uh, so like, I got to ask, why, like, CrossNet, four-way volleyball, what even prompted this idea? <laughs> well, we all grew up, we, we sucked at playing volleyball. So we were uh, just <laughs> three like, friends. like, reinvent the game. Exactly, yeah. Start over. So we were sitting home one night in Connecticut. We're small farm town kids, and we had ESPN on the background for about five hours straight. And we just started thinking of new ideas and products that we could invent. And for whatever reason, we just thought of how cool would a four-way volleyball net be, where everybody's kind of playing for themselves, elimination style. And then we Googled it, and nobody had ever made it before. And we're like, right. why not us? That's awesome. So here's here's what I find super interesting about about your story and what you guys are doing and everything like that. I feel like millions and millions of people, even millions of people with business experience and with business backgrounds have ideas like every day, multiple times a day, right? Yeah. And here you guys are, you had the idea, you took it, you ran with it, you developed it into an entire business, but normally that doesn't happen for most people. Right. right. Like that's not what normally happens. Most people are like, oh yeah, I had that idea five years ago and then somebody stole it. Yeah. Like nobody stole it. You just didn't do shit with it. <laughs> right. So, exactly. so how did you, how did you guys like actually go? I want to understand how you guys yeah. went from, from the idea to turning it into a business. And then we could talk about like the, you know, the scaling up and everything else in a minute, of but course. like, how did, how did that transition happen? I think at, at the time, so all three of us were kind of just fed up with where we were in life. I was a 
working a nine to five and really didn't know how much longer I wanted to do that. Felt like I was just hopping job to job every like two years to get a better salary. And it was just super frustrating working for somebody that you may or may not really care for or a business that you didn't really care for, but just to collect the paycheck kind of sucked. So we kind of were all in the same headspace of we wanted to move away. We wanted to start fresh. So that was kind of the driving factor was, hey, we could quit our jobs in two weeks and move to Miami, Florida, where we've never been before. And there's supposed to be beautiful women, beautiful beaches, like tons of stuff to do down here. (laughs) It sounds like a dream, right? Compared to the hour and a half on the train every day. So that that was definitely the driving force there. And then we had the the great idea, right? The Foursquare Volleyball. Nobody had ever invented it before. Uh, We went to Walmart. We bought some prototypes and rigged them together on the side of our house. And we started playing and it was, it was a, so much fun. And when, when the game was over, we just kept playing. And it wasn't because we were forced to play. It was because it was a fun time. And we knew other people would do the same thing. Right, right. So what was your – so you guys created the prototype. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're, ha- we're having a good time. And I love, I love that this whole business was founded on having a good time because <laughs> yeah. truth is this whole podcast was founded on the same principle. Right. We're like – it sounds like, like Chris man, has been more successful at it than us because I, I just well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because we only have like we have one listener maybe on a good day. Or, well, no, we had a verified two listeners recently, didn't we? We, we somebody oh, we else did. said no, they also listen to the show, so that's two people. <laughs> yeah, well, they keep popping up, but I, I'm still convinced it's only one person. But, um, but so, so we were just like, you know what, most business podcasts are kind of boring and not really mm-hmm. that fun or engaging to listen to. Let's do something that's more fun. So I, I feel like there's, we sort of have that that uh, kindred spirit there where let's do something that brings entertainment and fun to people. But So what was the, like, you, you created the prototype, you guys are having a blast with it, then what? Like, then what do you guys do with that? Yeah, so we kind of figured out what worked, what didn't. We made rules as we kind of went along. So anybody listening, the two listeners, <laughs> essentially what you do is you you play to eleven, you win by two, you serve uh, you serve the ball across, and then it's a free for all from there. If you stay alive when you serve, you get one point, and it's kind of basketball rules: game to eleven, win by two, one touch only. So we kind of established some core rules. We changed, modified the rules as time went on, but we kind of started to get a good understanding of what the product should look like how it should be carried, how it should be assembled, and also some of the product features, like we wanted to have a height adjustable net. So we started kind of working that out over the first few weeks. And then we reached out to a manufacturer over in China uh, who was able to, uh, they kind of had some good credentials in the sporting good industry and also in volleyball nets. So we reached out, we sent over a blueprint, uh, sent over some paperwork. And then we kind of just waited patiently for that first sample to come. And it took about four or five months to get it over here. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of patience. I suppose this is the problem when you create something new. It doesn't already exist. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. There's no blueprint. So we're kind of just going with the flow. Of course, the the manufacturer is like, yeah, we can make this for you, but you need to buy 10,000 of them. And we're like, (laughs) dude, I barely have $10,000 across all three of our friends, let alone 10,000 of these. Like, So we eventually got them to agree to just manufacture 50 to start so send over 50 and then uh we'll try to sell them if we make our money back we'll, we'll double down and put a bigger order in and we eventually sold those really quickly and just kept rebuying how did you, how, and did you how did you sell how did you sell those initial ones like what was your so go first, to market yeah, strategy go to, the, 
So our go-to-market strategy was to move to Miami, uh, spend all our money and get a nice apartment, and then just go to the beach every day. So we just went to the beach every day and played CrossNet. And people would just come up to it like, what is this game? How do I play? Where do I buy it? And it would happen all day long. You'd have like, we'd start with just the four of us like playing. And then eventually it'd be 50 people watching the game, jumping in. Wow. Um, everyone taking pictures, putting on Instagram. And then eventually people started buying it from the beach and then going and setting it home, setting it up at their local beaches or the local park and kind of spreading the awareness the same way we were doing at that beach that day. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. That's, uh, that's amazing. I I think uh, if I'm totally honest, I've been now. I now see that I've been doing business completely wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, questioning everything I've ever done. Everything. Nothing has sounded as good as what he just described. Great <laughs> yeah, to think. Go great. to the beach. Play play volleyball every day. People come up. Product sells itself. Keep playing sell your stuff. I mean, I did attempt a similar approach with the makeup brushes, but nobody came over to me asking where to get those things from when I did it. Totally different response when I sat on the beach. People actually scattered. They were like, don't go by the weird bearded guy with the the eyeshadow on. So how did you you, uh, go from there and then negotiate deals with, you know, the retailers and do you guys have your own online, you know, you know, sales channel now? Like how, how did all that evolve? So essentially what happened was we have, I built a, built us a website on Shopify. Uh, we started getting traction through Facebook ads and Instagram ads and just starting to put more content out in the world and it started to spread. And then me being naive in 23 at the time, I messaged like the head buyer of Shields Sporting Goods, which is like a pretty big sporting goods store in the Midwest. They have about 32 locations right now. And for right. whatever reason, the buyer wrote back to me and he said, yeah, this looks cool. I'll, I'll buy some for the store. And so at that time, we probably had sold like 50 units to date. But for whatever reason, this guy wanted to buy 16 of them. So this was like a big deal back then. Yeah. And uh, so he put, the, he, put, he put the boxes on the, on the shelves. They didn't sell for about eight months. Never heard back from the guy. Literally thought I like blew the relationship. And then all of a sudden he emails me and he says, Chris, I don't know what happened, but we sold out of every unit in the last 24 hours. Wow. And that was when our like viral Instagram marketing kind of started working. So people just started coming into the store looking for it overnight. So he went from two stores. He said, Chris, they're all gone. I'm going to need some more, obviously. And I said, hey, man, how about you get them for all your stores? He said, sure. So we got them for all 32 stores right off the bat. Wow. And, and that's kind of how we grew our first uh, big box store. And then, and then, then you you leverage that success to pitch other big box exactly. stores as well. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, Shields is uh, selling out every few weeks. You guys need to carry this product; it's a no brainer. So that's how we just started with uh, Academy Sports, two hundred and fifty six locations. Wow. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, and we're hey, making got, these. I, go ahead, go ahead. Dan. I was just going to say, I got, I got to know: is this your first project like this? Like, or have you? Where did all the experience come from? Was it just literally we got this idea, let's learn, or had you done something before? No, man, it's just Google image, like Google searching, learning and Googling <laughs> on the fly. Like, I made two hundred k. How do I make three hundred k? Like stuff like that. Like, oh, I'm I'm struggling with this <laughs> issue. Yeah, it's just all learning on the fly and and just being super cheap. Like, we don't surrender cash unless it's going to bring us back money. If I spend ten dollars, I better be getting eleven dollars back, and that's kind of our whole mindset since we started the company. So. Yeah. 
That's amazing. All self-funded, just kind of learning from the fly and just reaching out to the stores and growing our brand. And we know we're never the ones to waste money on on stupid things like $50,000 promotional videos, like when an iPhone could do it for free. So that's kind of been our Mm -hmm. business mindset the whole time. Mm -hmm. And and are you now, like, I'm just trying to get a sense of like the scene of this. Are you making these phone calls to these retailers from the beach while still playing volleyball <laughs> i remember i took one from the bathtub actually i remember that that was great there i was go. literally about to get in <laughs> about to get in the shower and I, had, I got a call and they're like yeah let's go nationwide it's like this is amazing but yeah so we're, <laughs> we're definitely talking to a lot of the wholesalers still at the beach or even at our at the starbucks but that's just kind of how the company is it's just easy yeah. going we're, we're selling a volleyball net it's not like jp morgan you know Right. Yeah, exactly. So what's the, uh, like, what are some of the biggest retailers that you guys are, are, uh, featured in? Yeah. So Academy sports, 256 stores, uh, shields is 32, 35, give or take I feel like they just keep popping up with new stores, Dick sporting goods. Uh, we are on at walmart.com and target.com. Uh, yeah. So those are the big guys. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so like Walmart, what was the negotiation process like with, like with them? So we got lucky. So we actually work with a distributor called Spreetail out in Nebraska, of all places. And they are a huge e-commerce distributor and they have relationships with Walmart and Target. So what they do is they buy our product in bulk and then they're our online representative for that. Got so it. they literally just yeah. got us on Walmart and Target in 30 seconds. It was amazing. That's, wow. That is amazing. So you didn't have to like go to... Arkansas and get your profit margin squeezed. Yeah. Like <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. So we actually get the price that we fully intend to sell to wholesale on Walmart and Target. There's no squeezing there, which is amazing. And they also, they work with us. They, they love having promotions. We were the Black Friday doorbuster special for Target.com uh, last Black Friday. So that was crazy. In, in uh, 2019? Yeah, 2019. You go to their homepage on Black Friday and we were just a click away from like one of their doorbuster specials. That's wow. incredible. And so then what, what did that do to like the uh, manufacturing relationships and stuff like that? Were you able to stick with the same guys that you started with? Yeah. Or did yeah, you have to change or get multiple ones. manufacturers or what? No, we, we work with the same guys. Uh, they're actually working right now. They just sent us the, the videos. They're manufacturing about 22,000 units that will hopefully last us a few months. But uh, yeah, we, we work with the same guys. They're stoked. We kind of made good on our word that we'd keep doubling down and keep ordering from them. And we've gone from 50 to 22,000 at a time. So they're happy. Yeah, I would say so. Like, I feel like you guys must have like a, a business guardian angel on your shoulders or something. Cause everything is like, <laughs> like story. It, this is like a, this is like storybook quality information here. Right. Yeah. Had, like what, what yeah, was got- the biggest challenge then? Like let's let. He's like, no, no. The biggest cha- biggest challenge was I snoozed my alarm one day and I forgot to go to the beach and play <laughs> <Right>. volleyball. <laughs> the damn sand stuck between my ass. It's <laughs> about the worst it got for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think the, the biggest challenge for sure was definitely the early days. Uh, I mean, for real, like our first year. Uh, looking back on the numbers, we sold eighty grand our first year. So we were we're nothing. We we didn't make money off that eighty grand. It was just kind of all going back in the company. And I just re- I remember like being in an Uber with my girlfriend and being like, if I could just sell ten a day, like we're gonna make it. And like now we're selling ten like before like before going to bed from like a fifteen minute time frame. So it's just like we had we had to be super patient for the first like year and a half. We didn't pay ourselves. 
we just grinded, like saved up all our money. We'd be freelancing on projects. So we were definitely, it took a long time for it to become quote unquote an overnight success because it did take yeah. about two years of really steady work and before we even paid ourselves a dollar. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what's, uh, what, so what's changed now that you guys are in all these retailers and stuff, do you guys still have a really small lean and mean team? Yeah. So we actually just, so it's the three founders. Uh, we hired two full-time employees, which was definitely a big decision, but one was event marketing. Uh, we kept realizing that we had a terrible presence, AKA zero presence at like trade shows and events and tournaments. And that needed to be addressed to grow the sport and the company. So that was a full-time hire kind of sucks with everything going on in the world right now that all the events got canceled, but we're, we're adapting. And well, that's actually a good, a really good point. Cause I feel like, you know, in a certain sense that would, that would put a damper on things, but in another sense, everybody's kind of staying home. We're going to getting into the spring and the summer. And it's exactly. like, man, if you're home and you're bored, why don't you, why don't you try out CrossNet? Exactly. Yeah. So on the sales side, it's working beautifully. We have our sales have gone up over 500% in the last month. So wow. that's putting a huge damper on the supply chain, but for events, it kind of sucks. And then we will have a full-time, I hired our, literally our childhood best friend, Kevin, to run our warehouse up in Connecticut. So he ships every order out every single day. Dang. Well, well done, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, Kevin. <laughs> killing it. Nice. That's, that's amazing. So what are your, I mean, like, what's the, what's the future hold for you guys? Like, what are you, what are you planning for? future obviously there's a whole events thing and that yep. you know is sort of on on pause for a little while but that'll eventually come back is that where you see things going or do you have i mean do you have other plans like is this going to turn into like an officially sanctioned sport of some yeah. kind like is this the next crossfit like what is this <laughs> yeah that, i mean that's the goal uh and that's where the events will start driving we had we had one event last year in san diego we had a tournament just kind of marketed on Instagram and emails and we had kids drive like over three hours to come play. So wow. there's definitely people that love the sport and really, really do get down with it and love it and, and like play with their friends all the time. We're getting content left and right from parents. Like this game's keep keeping my kids sane. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> They're out there for six hours today. So there's definitely huge potential there. And then yeah, also, also gym classes guys, like, we're in almost like over 4,000 schools right now. So we're like for becoming like, for like the, for like the school PE classes yeah, or playing. Yeah, CrossNet yep. Now? yep. Wow. They're, they're learning. Cause like, it's the same thing I was saying in the beginning. Like I sucked at volleyball. Right. And playing volleyball in gym class is boring. If you're not a good volleyball player, like you touch right. the ball twice in like an hour. So yeah. now you have a four way volleyball net. And you're getting spiked on left and right. You're 12 years old. You're hitting the ball at your friend's face, but you're actually working on hand-eye coordination. You're working on like the fundamentals. And the gym teacher looks cool, right? He got that cool game on Facebook and the kids are loving it. They go home and tell their parents about it and the parents go buy it for them. So it's this whole like pyramid trickle down system we got going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's really incredible. I'm uh, I, honestly, man, I'm, I'm super impressed with this entire thing. Right. This is so cool. Yeah. What a <laughs> great story. It. <laughs> yeah, it really is a great story. And I love how I love how you guys are just expanding, you know, sticking with like your core thing and just mm -hmm. getting massive market penetration with that. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's all we're doing. And then we have the we just released an indoor product. Uh, so pretty much just we have a lot of people playing it and it gets cold the majority of the year. So they we just released the indoor bases to be a quick add on so you can start playing inside. 
So we'll see a lot of volleyball teams and coaches and collegiate athletes start using that as well. Yeah. So here's so here's a question for you. So a lot a lot of you know, so we talked about, you know, the whole bunch of people who have a good idea and they never do anything with it. But there is a, a group of people who have what they think is a good idea and then they start doing something with it. And there's there's a balance between, you know, being patient and waiting for things to oh, work yeah. and being delusional <laughs> and sticking with something so long that it is never gonna work. Like how of course. like having gone through this what were some of the thoughts that went through your head and how would you have decided, okay, maybe this really isn't going to be the thing. Like what, what were you guys thinking about with that? So it just comes down to numbers uh, and where I look at it on a daily basis is conversion metrics paired with how much money it costs me to get customers to my site when I run ads. So what I mean by that is if I get a hundred people to my site, and my conversion checkout is 3%. So three out of 100 people are buying my game. I'll know how much I'm making net profit, but I'll also know how much money it costs me to take those 100, get those 100 people to my site. And if that, if that 100 people to my site is worth my money and, and yields me a positive net profit, then I could double down on that all day long. So we kept seeing that, hey, maybe we got 200 people to the site. We got six orders today what can I do to get that next hundred people? And that was kind of our growth strategy every single day. I'd wake up and say, yo, we're at 250 visitors. Let's get to 350 tomorrow. How can we get the next hundred people to come through the door at an affordable price? So eventually we've scaled that from 50 visitors. Now we're up to over 10,000 visitors a day. So it's super predictable too. Like I go to bed knowing, hey, we had this many people on our site. This is our conversion rate. That's how much money we're making. And that's how much net we're making. So it's just become like a science almost. Yeah. And is this, are you, yes. are you focused a lot on paid ads or is this organic still? Um, no. So my job is, yeah, to answer your question, yes, we're spending a lot of money on paid ads, 100%. Uh, but I am trying to grow ways to do more organic. So right now we're really focused on creating this big blog that will be like a physical education and volleyball coach resource. Uh, we see a lot of these blogs have like 2,000, 3,000 views a, a day sometimes. So if we could become one of those top view, like top viewed blogs, that's all free traffic too. So I'm working on organic strategies paired with paid strategies just to get that volume up. Right. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I can imagine it's one that would do really well with organic. Exactly. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would so think so. Just it's being like patient. Tech. Yeah, totally. It's something. It's something really interesting for people to see and talk about, and then want to try out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah. If, I mean, for anyone kind of starting off, like there's definitely the the conversation of how long do I just keep going with this? And I guess the only answer is like, if you're seeing positive growth, then that's something. But if you're staying flat for too long, then that's an issue that you either, either need to pivot or put a little bit more effort in. And if you if there's no effort more to be put in, then maybe you're at a standstill. But just for us, I mean, we saw positive growth, even if it was just an extra order every two days, like it was still growth. Right. Yeah. And so I'd be, I'd be curious to know, like, did you ever consider, I I know you've said like about being frugal and scaling over time and things like this. Did you ever consider taking on cash to be able to scale faster? There's times that we consider doing a bank loan. And I mean, hell, maybe as we continue to grow, like it may be something we need, but no, we, we talked about it, but we never were really close to ever doing that or ever giving away equity. We 
all knew that we had skill sets that could make us cash. Like I freelance uh, building websites on Shopify. So I just, instead of going to a bank and giving away equity of my company or like going into massive debt, like I would just freelance for somebody and kind of be humble about it and make a thousand bucks and I'd pay my rent. And I would just reach out through LinkedIn or Upwork and kind of swallowed that founder's pride. But it got it got the pay, bills paid and I actually got really good at building Shopify stores, which it was a benefit to my own company. So right. over time, I've had to, been able to stop doing that. But yeah, we, we just kind of just were grinding for two years. And now it's like, Jesus, we built this. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because I know that's a conversation you and I had, wasn't it, the other day, James? Because we yep. we're in a similar sort of spot with, with our stuff. It's like it has the potential to grow so fast, but juggling cash flow between inventory and marketing sales mm-hmm. we're like oh what do we do and so we were you and i were back and forth on it weren't you james we were we were saying well you can just keep doing what we're doing so i was just curious to to see how yeah you that, that's that. where we're at right now i mean we've uh since covid broke out we've had uh like i said 500 percent increase so we're selling like 60 70 grand a day sometimes so it's like our supply chain has literally tanked so hard so it's <laughs> right. just been, we've we've pulled all our cash and we we went to our manufacturer we said yo we're we're buying 10 containers don't stop until we tell you like just keep making it and we'll just keep funneling cash over like we just need as much made as possible so that's kind of the situation right now we're we're playing catch up and the worst part is that summer's about to happen so the the good weather is only getting better so we're going to just need these nets endlessly right and if and out of interest have you been able to negotiate kind of good terms with your like manufacturers and yeah. things on the, um, because of this do. do they do they support your growth like i'm, I'm curious for myself actually oh yeah apart from anyone else yeah yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no they're, they're cool uh we, we're definitely fortunate that we have a good relationship uh, i definitely think it aids to the fact that our, our my partner mike has gone over to china twice to meet them in person like really mm-hmm. get to know them spent like two weeks over there so built that good relationship rather than just through email Right. kind of saw like in the trenches how that how that place works and we've become one of the biggest products in their in their warehouse right now right but yeah so we yeah, have good terms we'll, we'll, you're, we'll you're not the first person that said about going over and meeting your suppliers you think that makes a big difference i think so uh, i mean i personally haven't done it but i know that uh mike did it was as a founder and it's built a better rapport and if she's willing to start working on 10 containers and only just for a partial down payment that's all good to me. Like we have yeah, that right. trust that she has that trust. They have their trust. The founders of that, of that warehouse manufacturing plant, they know that we're good for it just because of all the the payments that we've made. So it's a good system. And that trust has only developed. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's been good. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, that's awesome, man. What a, what an incredible story. And yeah. I think this is such a cool time for, for people to hear this story too, because there's going to be people who, you know, or are out of work and, you know, maybe they're out of work from a job that they didn't even like, you know what I mean? Yeah. In in the first place where they're, you know, their business is struggling and they're like, man, what should I do next? And I think, you know, it's like, go, go in on something that you're, time. it is yeah. a perfect time. Like, it's why wouldn't you go time. in on something right now? You know, life, yeah. life might be a little bit tough for a little while anyway. You might as well be investing in something that, you know, could be a cool thing at some point in the future. So I think it's super, exactly. super inspirational. Uh, and I'm really, really glad that, mm. that you were here and like, just, you know, just timing, I guess <laughs> timing always <laughs> seems to work out for you. So I'm glad the timing worked I, out I for you to be so. on the show right now. <laughs> this is good timing. Yeah, no, without yeah. A, it's a perfect time right now. Like use, use this downtime. Like you could only watch so much Netflix, like, and just kind of the best thing we do as a company is admit your faults. Like, what do you suck at that you want to get better at? Like, 
I know nothing about the stock market and investing. And that's my biggest weakness is like, I think personally. So I've been doing nothing but like grinding and learning and reading and downloading Kindles and just putting all my time into that because I finally have time to kind of improve that part of my life. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's time to immerse yourself in something that could pay dividends in the future. So exactly. yeah, that's amazing, Chris. You know, one of our, probably one of, at least one of our two listeners will be really <laughs> excited to uh, get their hands on uh, one of your one of your products. So if you guys are interested in checking it out, like we were, Dean and I were looking at the site before we started the show, uh, crossnetgame.com, or, you know, you can order it on any of one of the re- retailers that, uh, that Chris was talking about. Before we go, any uh, any last questions, comments, or parting shots, Dean? No, I, th- I think just what an amazing story. I, I, I think uh, I think a lot of people are going to appreciate this show because half of them will be rushing to the computer now with an idea, and the other half will be rushing to go and grab the game to get the kids out of the way. So uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. there's something for everyone. So no, great, great, great journey, Chris. Thanks for sharing it with us. Thanks, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Awesome. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you, and take care of yourselves out there. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.